You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. But no, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. So, um, so last when I got my hair done today. Yeah. So I go in there. She's like, what are you, what are you doing here? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you're supposed to be here tomorrow. And I'm like, yes. And I like drive two hours. Yeah. Obviously, you know this. But I drive two hours and I get there. She was like, yeah, you're supposed to be here tomorrow, May 31st. And I'm like, no, May 31st is Memorial Day. I've been saying May 31st Memorial Day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, why hasn't anybody been correcting me? Because I said this to you. I was like, yeah, May 31st Memorial Day. And oh, I guess I just was, I was like, okay. Like, I didn't even, th- I don't know my days. I'm in summertime. Nobody <laughs> listens to me. No, but that was like the same thing with math. Remember when I was doing that math? Like, seven times seven? And I was, oh. I, was I literally was saying it was like, wait, what's seven times seven again? 49. <laughs> 49, but I was saying it was 40. Like, I was saying, no, it's 40, and you're, and you're like, yeah, it's 40, and you weren't listening to me. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> and then the next day, and Chris is like a math teacher, and I'm like, the next day someone told me, no, 7 times 7 is 49, it's not 40, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why wasn't Krista telling me? You know, sometimes it goes in one ear the other so basically krista that. does not listen that. to me <laughs> to be fair i do this to almost everybody though because i'll like be thinking about something else so i'm just like uh-huh yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, i don't sure. want to be caught you know not, not but listen. i need someone to get me out of my alexis world because <laughs> like, alexis world is not always right yeah that's true I love okay. you. <laughs> okay so who um obviously our listeners is hearing a third little giggle up in here. <laughs> and today we have a special guest and she is oh, one of my best friends at work. Aww. We work together. Honestly, I don't know how I would be working there without her. She is amazing. I love her so much. And Megan. Hi. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. <laughs> she is honestly so amazing and she keeps me sane. She yes. keeps me out of my Alexis world too. Yes. And you so, and mine. You keep me safe from mine as well. Because that place. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Megan, if you could just tell our listeners just a little something about yourself. Yeah. Or just, you know, just a little bit about you. Okay. Well, my name is Megan. Um, let's see. I'm the youngest out of, oh, my God, how many brothers do I have? I have three older brothers. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> the, I'm the baby. And you're the only girl. I'm the only girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Um, I'm an auntie. That's like my life. She's like the best auntie. Oh, so sweet. Stop. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just been, my life's been a journey. You guys are going to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So, and you moved a lot when you were younger, right? I did. Yes. I was born in New Jersey. We moved to Texas when I was like two. Oh, wow. And then my mom got transferred to Missouri. So that was interesting. Kind of grew up there. And then we moved back to Texas and been here since middle school so yeah 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, so Krista doesn't really know mm-hmm. what we're going to talk yeah. about. I mean, I gave her a snippet. <laughs> yeah. You're in for it, man. Yeah, I can't it's wait. a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, so, like, as, so I've been working with Megan for – I started there in October. Mm-hmm. That's, like, seven, eight months now. I don't right. know. This is math again, so I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Right? Sounds seven, right. Eight, yeah. Seven, eight months. And so um, we – like get to talking a lot especially when it's slow at work so we will go into life talks Mm -hmm. life stories um you know heart to heart connection and she was telling me this one story and we haven't really touched on it well we've kind of touched on it a little bit in this podcast yeah um about the purity culture Mm. and just like (laughs) (laughs) if you could see chris's face right now Um, just like what that has done to different people and in their life and how that has incorporated into their adult life growing up. Right. And so she was telling me, we just got to talking one day and she was telling me (laughs) her story on it (laughs) and like how it affected her, but what really happened in her experience. So I wanted her, yeah, I wanted her to come on here and tell you know, share it because I know a lot of people probably have had that same experience Mm -hmm. or something similar and still having like the same effects Mm -hmm. and she felt comfortable enough to come on here. So I just know that her story is going to bless others. It blessed me. It was eye opening for me. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. (laughs) So Megan and, um, and what's funny is like now what me and Chris are doing is like, Mm -hmm. I told I told Megan to get familiar with her story right yeah. mm-hmm. before she came on here. Cause like, obviously we're new podcasters. Like we're figuring out yeah. this whole thing and it's how to be, yeah, yeah, trial and error and how to be a podcaster. And so I know she did homework. I gave mm-hmm. her homework. And yeah. so she, I told her to get familiar with her story. And so I, I guess I would want you to start mm-hmm. kind of from your childhood. Like okay. what was that like and what led into what we're going to talk about? Now? Okay. Well, so my story kind of begins differently than I think a lot of people in the purity culture, how they experience it. But um, my mom grew up. I'll start with her because she's like the main. Sorry. I'll start with her, my mom, because she's, um, you know, she is what started this whole journey for me. But um, she was raised in a very strict religion household, like talking about no jewelry. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, women can only... Not only wear skirts, but it's weird if you were to wear pants, that kind of situation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so she was the rebellious younger child. Gotcha. So for her, she, when she became an adult and started having kids, she, instead of her um, rebelling against religion, period, she was like, I'm going to figure this out for myself, Mm -hmm. figure out what that journey looks like for me. And um, so when my brother and I... I think we started going to church when we lived in Missouri. So I was in grade school and they never really talked about purity, waiting till marriage, maybe briefly, but that wasn't a focus ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started when we actually, when we moved to Texas, I think I was in seventh grade. So, you know, going through middle school, awkward stages, yeah. you know, navigating crushes. I've always had crushes, like, mm-hmm. intense, mm-hmm. right? Same. So, yeah, but I never did anything about them because I was too shy. I was very timid. Mm. So I would just, like, have these insane crushes. I'd keep a diary and, like, I tried to find those diaries for this, <laughs> but I could not find them anywhere. But um, so once we moved here, we started going to a very popular church here. 
mm-hmm. and um, we would go to like the women's conferences and stuff, and there they would I would hear more about the purity culture. So that's where it started. Like my about first... sex and yeah, about waiting, abstaining, waiting for your husband, for your husband, right? So that's the first time I heard about it, but didn't really think anything of it because um, my mind as a teeny bopper like. Yeah. That was the last thing I was thinking about, honestly. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So I didn't really think much about it. And so this is where it's different from everybody else. Okay. So I was a sophomore in high school. And I, up until this point, again, I've never had a boyfriend, always had crushes. And so. And you've never done anything, right? Never. No. Not even kiss. No kissing, no hand holding, <clears throat> like physical, anything was like. What is that? I don't want to do that. Right. And not for any reason. That's just because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why did it scare you? Just because I didn't know what that was and no one talked to me about it. I never had the sex talk growing up. So it's like, okay, that's, and also my mom was a single mother growing up. So I never saw that either. Okay. So there was was so much going on before that within your family. Not yet. Oh, okay. Yes. So oh, we'll get to that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, so um, this boy, he was like my first official boyfriend ever. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very awkward. Like it was the most <laughs> awkward thing. I like when I was doing the homework for this, yeah. I was literally reliving everything. And I had to walk away from my notes because I was like, it was putting me back in that place. And it, it was just, felt really real. Yeah. It was like putting me right back. And um but so he was very, very bold in the things he would say to me, not in person. So he would, we'd talk on the phone at night, FaceTime. And, and how he, old were you? I was a sophomore, so 15. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was a freshman. Um, so, like, we'd talk on the phone at night. We'd text all the time, you know, very innocent stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, he would, uh, there was one day that we were in the hallway he was being so weird, very just, like, strange to me. And he was just being, like, nervous. I could tell he was nervous about something, and I was like, okay, that's weird, whatever. But I didn't – no confrontation. I was not that type of person back then. So um, we – he ended up texting me when we were in class, and he said, so I just want to let you know that I'm going to, like, just randomly kiss you. Like, I'm just going to do it. And I was like – why are you telling me that? I was like, don't tell me that because now I'm going to be like anxious and nervous. Yeah. Like what the heck? So, um, he never did it. So every time I saw him, it's like the anticipation. Like I was nervous and I'm like, do I even want that? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. That makes really high stakes. Yeah, Yeah. Seriously. So fast forward, like maybe a week later and we're FaceTiming. Okay. My mom's asleep. My brother's asleep. And, uh, I, like, knew deep down, like, okay, this I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be FaceTiming him because his vibes were just, like, not it. Like, off? Yeah. Okay. And so, basically, he, like, we're FaceTiming, and he starts, talk, like, trying to talk, like, dirty to me. Okay. Like, the, all this. Yeah. And I was, like... What the heck? What do I do? Yeah, like, boy, you don't know what you're talking about. I know. It was just so weird. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm just kind of going to, like, go with the flow. Right. And so he, I don't know how, I can just picture Megan, like, "Uh, what do you think? I know. And he is, like, in his room with the lamp on. Oh, my god. And I'm just in my room in the dark because I'm like, I'm not 
now I'm definitely not turning the light on. I'm right. like, he's going to see, like, how terrified I am. Um, and so he basically is just, like, trying to, like, get me in the mood to, like, do stuff over the video chat. Oh, oh gotcha. God. Yeah. And so, <laughs> this boy. I don't um, like... And, yeah, so basically, I'll keep it, like, kind of PG, but... Um, you don't have to. Okay. Yeah. Well, so basically, he ends up whipping out his... Holy shit. Penis and starts like, holy shit. Just starts going at it. And here I am, never seen a penis other than from an infant. Like, I am freaking out. (laughs) 15-year-old Megan seeing a penis, like, without no sex talk. Ah! I'm like, what? It was wild. So I'm just like... Oh. Okay, and he's I was I didn't even say anything. I didn't do anything. I was just like waiting for it to be over. I was yeah. like, what is happening? What, what okay, wait, waiting for it to be over. He was just like, Go. here's my penis. He was like jerking off in, in front, front of, of you over yes. camera. Yes. The and most awkward angle. It was yeah. And the whole time we we're like, what the Megan. fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. <laughs> no, you can literally I kept that to myself for so long like even my best friends didn't know about it cuz like you know one of them and yeah. she would have like murdered this guy. Yeah, yeah no, known. that's like crossing so many boundaries and violating yeah. you. Oh my god. Exactly. Sh- so and then so that relationship relationship in quotes did not last yeah. very long at all. Yeah. But basically that experience is what prompted me to want to get a purity ring. Wow, okay. Because mm-hmm. it scared you so much. I was like, I did not like that. That was not fun for me. And I've heard, like, all these things in, like, school, like, girls losing their virginity and all this stuff, and I'm just like, Doesn't, no. Yeah, no. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of where that started. Any questions so far? No, I'm just listening. <laughs> I was just like... Yeah. I mean, like... I know she has questions. I mean, I guess, like, I'm just imagining Mm -hmm. you sitting there, like, what's going on in your head, like, the whole time it's happening? Yeah, did you feel like a... I felt gross. Yeah. That was, like, his object. Okay. He was staring dead at me while he's doing this, and it was just very uncomfortable. Because it wasn't like y'all were like, no, yeah, let's let's do this thing. He He was just like... He was like, you know what? I'm gonna Facetime you, and I'm we're just gonna, I'm gonna make it happen right now. Like yeah. he kind of seems like he was kind of being aggressive already, saying, like, yeah. "I'm gonna kiss you already." And you're yeah. like, "Yeah." But then, like, he was all bark, no bite, at all. But still, yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, it was like, okay, well, I said I'm gonna do it, so now I'm like, I'm gonna like come out in this way. Yeah. Okay, so going back to mm-hmm. when you were doing your homework and writing all this mm-hmm. down, yeah, and you said that you felt like triggered back into that memory. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that feeling? Yeah. What were your feelings going back to that memory then? Well, I guess... In your adult self. Yeah, I was angry, like, thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, why did I sit there and, like, let myself be objected to that? Like, I knew I was uncomfortable. You were angry at yourself? Yeah. Well, not... Okay, interesting. I was just angry at the situation, and I guess I was angry at myself because it's like, my thoughts, like, you know, reliving that was like, why did I sit there and just like let it happen and it it wasn't just like two minutes it was like a long time yeah well, i mean you know like you know the whole like flight 
fight or freeze thing. I feel like you yeah. just froze and you're like, I think so. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's PTSD. Yeah, you're just like I don't <clears throat> I don't know what to do right now, and mm-hmm. you've never navigated these waters before, never. so like, how are you supposed to know what the yeah. right thing to do is? Like, yeah. yes, I know I feel all these ways, but like. I'm just frozen in, mm-hmm. like, fear. Yeah, yeah, and nobody ever, like, taught you. I mean, your mm-hmm. mother is wonderful. I love your mom. I've met her. Yeah. She's great. But, like, nobody ever taught you or got you prepared or how to, like Krista was saying, mm-hmm. how to navigate right. when things like that came up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know I never got the sex talk from mm-hmm. anybody. Like, I had to learn everything on my own. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, Megan. It's okay. You know, like that does remind me. I not not that I've had like a similar. Yeah, it's not similar. <laughs> yeah. But I remember being like, I want to say like maybe fourth or fifth grade, and no, maybe maybe fifth or sixth. Maybe it was a little older. But there was like these two people that I'd hang out with like on my street, and there was like a a, a boy, and then there was a girl. And one time, me and the girl were over at the boy's house, mm-hmm. and one day he literally just like whipped out his penis. And was like, look, and me and the girl like yeah. both ran ran home because we were like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. We don't go around yeah. being like, hey, look at our vaginas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. But it You're almost like... makes you wonder, like boys like that, like what's going on inside their head or mm. in their life and their home. Yeah, that is that is normalizing that. Right, and I knew their yeah. his family kind of well, or at least his sister. So, I mean. I'm not sure what their family life was like. Right. But and in we don't hindsight, have to get into that. yeah, in hindsight, though, like seeing how he grew up also, I'm like, okay, I definitely dodged a bullet there. Because yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that that happened, that that was my first experience in a way, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Because imagine if that had happened like in person. Oh, yeah. How that would have been like, what in the like, world? Trump super I mean that was yeah. traumatizing. It was already traumatizing, but, but another level later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, okay. So after mm-hmm. that happened, you said that you like basically ran and got like a pure earring. Yeah. So next so okay, so we went to church. Okay. My mom, my brother and I. Like we would go every Sunday. And I don't know how how soon after this was from that moment. I never told anybody. Again, I just kind of kept it to myself. Right. But um, we were at church, and we were we were in like the little gift shop where they have like they have the Bibles and jewelry and stuff. And I saw like the little ring case that had like the purity rings, and it said "Love Waits" and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just get one of those. Like it was just like a brief thought that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I told my mom, I was like, hey. Um, I think I want a purity ring. Like, can I have one? Mm-hmm. And she goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I just want one. And she's like, okay. She's like, we won't get one of these. We'll get you, like, a more special one or something. She's like, that's a huge decision. She's like, wow, I'm so proud of you. Because, again, she's never talked to me about this, so I'm, that's why she was shocked. Right. So, um, fast forward. Let's see. I was about to turn 16. And I was planning... and. Again, I was very timid, very shy. Like, I had the same two friends since, like, seventh grade at this point. Um, Yeah, so I was not – any attention I got, literally every birthday I had, I kid you not, I cried when they sang happy birthday to me. (laughs) Because I hated it. I hated the attention. The attention. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the same way. It was just – I kid you not, every birthday. So I hated attention. But for my 16th birthday, I was like, I kind of want to do, like, a sweet 16. Yeah. And so my mom was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, let's do it. Because I never wanted to do something like that. Yeah. So my mom has a family friend who's a pastor. 
and she, I guess, told her, you know, hey, Megan decided she wanted a purity ring. Um, you know, like, isn't that just amazing? And she's like, we should have a ceremony for her to, like, honor her and her decision and everything. She didn't say anything. My mom didn't say anything to me about this. So okay. I was like, okay, well, um, so we're planning the Sweet 16. She's taking me shopping for a dress. And I picked out this cute black dress with, like, white polka dots. And totally nothing, like nothing I would ever wear because I didn't want attention. So I would wear stuff that people wouldn't, they wouldn't draw attention to me. Right. And um, did you know that it was going to turn into a ceremony at no. this point? Okay. So you have no idea. Have no you just think it's a happening. sweet 16 party. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So I'm, um, we, when we went dress shopping and I picked out that dress, my mom was like, oh, that's really pretty, but we should pick out a white one. Like you should wear a white one. And I was like why (laughs) i don't want a white one and she goes well let's just pick one out in case you change your mind so i like picked out this dress that was like it was like one of those high-low situations with like a sparkly belt right and (laughs) i cringe but (laughs) so i was like okay i just said yes just to please her because you know i didn't want to start something if whatever i was like i'm gonna pick the black one anyway so it is what it is (laughs) so um fast forward like we did all the planning it was at like a clubhouse for at someone's apartment or something and um so I get there and like I have my dress and I'm so excited and then my mom's like hey let's go in the bathroom really quick and I'm like okay like I'm just like I'm pumped I'm so excited my friends are gonna be there my family's coming and she takes me to the bathroom and she says so I just wanted to tell you that this is your sweet 16 party but her friend the pastor is here um, and she's going to perform a purity ceremony for you. And I was like, what? Perform a ceremony? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Excuse what me? is that? I was like, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? And she goes, oh, well, because I told her you wanted a purity ring. And she said that we should do this for you to like make it official. And I was like, I didn't ask for that. I literally told her I did not ask for that. I don't want that. Yeah. And she said, well, she goes, it's okay, it's okay. Like, she's here. I need you to put the white dress on. And she, like, whipped out the garment bag from, like, a stall. It was so dramatic. Yeah. She bought it without... Mm-hmm. I knew she bought it, but I was oh, just... Okay. I was determined to wear the one I yeah. wanted. She was okay. basically just like, you know what, okay, you're going to buy two dresses, whatever. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm going to wear the black one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how did you feel? <laughs> like, right oh my in gosh. that moment. Immediately, like, the anxiety. Yes. I was stressed out. I wanted to, like, leave. I wanted to cancel everything. I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck even is that? I know. Yeah. I was, I immediately started crying. Yeah. Because I was like, I knew that it was already a birthday party for me, but now it's like a whole nother level Mm -hmm. that I was not prepared for. Right. So I basically get dressed in, like, tears. It was very sad. Oh, my God. And it's like, I, I was struggling between like wanting my mom to be proud and like happy and then it's like I don't want to like offend anybody for by saying I don't want it they put in all this work to do it so it's like, I'm just gonna do it it's fine yeah. oh it was a struggle between like I want to be a good girl and let mm-hmm. my mom be proud of me rather than like I I want to do what I want to do though yeah. and what I want to do is not want to do this mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it, it is like basically like putting your needs on the side and be like you know what? yeah just as long as y'all's needs are okay, that's fine. Yeah. And that was basically my entire childhood. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just, like, kind of my personality. Now I navigate that better and I know boundaries better. But 
back then I was like, okay, whatever it, whatever is gonna make them happy mm-hmm. is what I'll You're do. You're run over a lot, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, I, like a people pleaser. Yeah. Because I feel like I was the same way. Yeah. In some ways, like definitely, mm-hmm. just always want to make sure everybody else is okay as long as yes, as long as they are happy. It doesn't really matter how mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. So I get dressed. I really don't remember much of it, to be honest with you. You blocked it out. I did. Yeah. Definitely. And what I but what I do remember. It was a beautiful ceremony. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very well. She did a great job. Like, it was beautiful. Um, but my brothers, because, you know, I have three older brothers, so they each spoke over me during that ceremony. And that was probably my favorite part. And that's what I remember most. But um, I literally said vows. I was going to say, it sounds like you're like getting married to like a purity ring. I, like, it literally sounds like a marriage ceremony. Yes. That's, it was definitely, it was mirrored around that. So it was very gotcha. similar. To that, so I literally said vows in front of my entire family, all my friends. Um, there's like photos of me crying, <laughs> and it's like you people think that it's like tears of joy and like just over being overwhelmed with emotion. I was overwhelmed with emotion, but it was like mostly just like in the worst way, yeah, yeah not in the way that people think. So, yeah, that was interesting. But um, my brothers all chipped in to buy me like a legit engagement ring and they had love weights engraved in it oh my gosh I know and then they like my oldest brother put it on and it was on my my left hand my ring finger and then I said vows in front of everybody everybody clapped and everyone took photos with me and then we all ate hung out that was it you're like I'm pure for life yeah (laughs) no take backsies yeah that's it okay holy cow there's a lot to unpack here (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there really is. Um, okay, so I'm going to get to, okay, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah, I want to get to like logic and then emotion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which you're really good at that, but I'll, no, go for it. So logically, I think it makes sense mm-hmm. in their world. I believe that they believed that this was good mm-hmm. and they had yes. good intentions. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I don't think your family is at fault here or no. your mom mm-hmm. or your brother, anything like that. I think they just truly wanted the best for you. Mm-hmm. And I think your mom like was so happy mm-hmm. that you probably came to this decision on your own without being forced because she yes. was from a religious family Yeah, and she was Definitely. forced to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So you coming from a, um, more of like choice mm-hmm. atmosphere, like free will atmosphere, yep. and you coming to that choice. She was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! I did everything right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it was like from true intentions, and like, and I'm sure like the reason why your favorite part of that ceremony, mm-hmm. probably the one that you most remember, is mm-hmm. from your brother speaking over you because it's always good to have yeah. affirmations. People, yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Like scenery you're in. Yeah. Yes. Give me affirmations. Speak yeah. over me. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so I'm like, that's my love language words yeah. of affirmation. So yeah. that makes sense. Now, <laughs> um, I want to get back to, I kind of want to like go one, one by one, mm-hmm. scene by scene. Yes. When your mom had you in that dressing room or, mm-hmm. um, bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she was telling you, okay, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like sprung up in you. Mm-hmm. And you said you were feeling like a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and you felt like, cause I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm noticing a theme here. So yeah. I'm trying to stay on track with it. Yeah. So 
how you felt the anxiety you felt like it was high stakes Mm -hmm. but why do you know why it was it felt high stakes not just because of attention i know you don't Mm -hmm. like attention right but do you know why like you just felt so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. yeah so i do know so basically my what okay so i wanted a purity ring just for me just as like a promise to myself you know so when she said there was a ceremony it wasn't that they gifted me this beautiful engage- or this beautiful purity ring it wasn't anything about that it's more of this is like i'm like swearing on a bible here basically mm-hmm. and i kind of had an idea because when she said ceremony i was like am i going to like get married like what is this <laughs> so i think because i knew how like serious this was going to be and I started in my head, what if I change my mind? What if I don't want a purity ring anymore mm-hmm. when I decide that I want to have sex? Like, mm-hmm. right. am I, like, tied to this forever? I'm like, I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it was your choice mm-hmm. at the very beginning. And mm-hmm. it was like a choice that you made for yourself for yes. the first time. Yes. Because the theme of your life and your childhood was like, I'm doing everything for other people. Right. But now you finally made this choice for yourself because mm-hmm. you came to that realization of how important it is for you. Yes. And then this ceremony, it brought other people's choices in mm-hmm. it. And yeah. now it didn't even feel like your own anymore. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. If, I really don't know, but mm-hmm. if that whole, because earlier you said that that whole incident with the boyfriend mm-hmm. is, a, is like, part of the reason why you wanted to go run and get one. Mm-hmm. So do you think that if that incident never have happened, like, that you still would have died? I mean, I know that you can't say yes or no, yeah. but I'm just wondering, like, because I'm not being, like, rude no, or distressed no. at all, but we're saying that you did it for you, but mm-hmm. it, was it really just because you were scared mm-hmm. of that whole situation, mm-hmm. or was it really because that's – or maybe a mixture of both? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was a mixture of both because okay. I never – I mean, I always had – crushes on boys and like never but the thought of kissing them or like being physical in any way was always scary to me so when this happened with this boyfriend I was like okay that was like proof like okay that's all I need to know like I don't I'm gonna protect myself from now on because I didn't like it so I'm like okay well that explains a lot from like because I would have anxiety if like I had a crush on a boy and like just the thought of like him walking me to class would like I would ghost him like so fast because yeah. it just it was overwhelming to me gotcha yeah so and then i think happened. i would have ultimately yeah i think i would have decided that for myself but i think that kind of sped up the process for me yeah because that was forced on you so mm-hmm. you're like whoa no 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 yeah. no 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 i already yeah. knew that that made me uncomfortable and yeah. that just like flipped yeah. me over the edge can i ask you why it was overwhelming for um either for you to like a guy or for mm-hmm. a guy to like you back? I don't know that I know why. It's just... That's fine. You don't have to know Yeah. Why. No, yeah. it's just the whenever... I would get excited about a crush, but the moment that he started reciprocating and, like, wanting to be more affectionate with me, it would just, like... Feel gross. Yeah, it would, like, irk me a little bit. And okay. I'm like, I don't know. But... Yeah, it was just overwhelming. And, like, also just socializing was not my thing back then either. So, like, I have all these emotions towards this one person. And when they're wanting to talk to me, I'm just, like, shut down. Yeah. That is so so precious. That is so cute. Oh, my gosh. Yes, but then it's, like, is that rooted in fear? Like, are you just fearful? Yeah, are you scared that you're not, like, 
are you scared that if a guy finally likes you or just intimate with you i'm not even talking about intimacy physically Mm -hmm, right that's not what i'm talking about yeah i'm talking about intimacy through connection emotional and Mm -hmm. um stuff like that are you scared that if that were to happen they would see you and then you would get rejected and that would be even worse i think more of when i started this purity journey that's how i felt but to start it was just and if you knew my family, like, if you've been around my family, they're so social. Like, they're loud. Yeah. They're rambunctious. Mm-hmm. So I was just always the quiet one in my family. Yeah. So I think it was just my personality. And then my mom's this, like, huge social butterfly. And so everyone expects me to be just like her. And it's like, I am definitely not. Yeah. I'm like, I will <laughs> happily sit in that corner and watch everybody socialize. You know what I mean? So right. it wasn't – I don't think it was that I had any, like – genuine fears at the time i think it did develop into that but from the beginning i think it was just just social anxiety but it was towards more towards crushes and like boys okay yeah like maybe because that's like uncharted territory yeah like i I don't know what that looks like sounds like and Mm -hmm. i don't know what i would do in that moment so like naturally i feel like i'd feel like Mm -hmm. i don't know either yeah now Mm -hmm. after this journey like once i went through the ceremony ceremony and everything Mm -hmm. um dating after that was like a whole new monster and then that's when that developed i'd say okay so okay let's get into that because what happened after that ceremony like Mm -hmm. how has that bled into your life now yeah so well so i finished the rest of high school Mm -hmm. um with no other boyfriends there were a couple guys that I would talk to here and there, but again, once it got to a certain point, I would cut it off, and I'm like, no, absolutely not. But now it was more of, okay, I made this vow, yeah, and now they're like flirting super heavy with me because in high school, you know, like boys don't, they didn't hold back, right. so it's like they're being very open about how they feel about me, mm-hmm. and as soon as it would get sexual in any way. Or it wouldn't, may not even have been sexual. It may have just been, like, flirting. And it was just too much. So it's like, okay, well, now I have to tell this person that I have, I've committed this vow for my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, now they're going to think I'm, like, some weirdo <laughs> that, you know, is, like, scared to have sex or scared of whatever. So to avoid that, I would just end it. Yeah. Or just, like, say, hey, you know, I don't know if this is what I want, what I need right now. So I think it's just best that we stop it or I just stop talking to them altogether. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was more of my journey in, in high school. So I totally would just like avoid boys in general. I focused on school. Um, I was in color guard. So like that took up most of my life as well. So mm-hmm. that was good. I had distractions. Yeah. I'd say um, fast forward to college. I went to UT Arlington And my mom actually encouraged me to, like, go further away from home because I was such, like, a mama's girl. Like, so she wanted me to branch out and, like, discover myself and do all these things. I was so dependent on her. Right. So when I went to school, I was a freshman, and there was this guy that I went to high school with who was, like, he would walk the same path that I would. And I recognized him. So I was like, hey, you went to my high school. And he's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, hey. So then we sparked, like, a friendship. Mm-hmm. turned into like flirting a little bit mm-hmm. and so by this time 
my one of my college roommates, like she's probably where I learned the most about the Bible is from her because we would do like Bible studies and everything like that. So, but also at this time, I was kind of already realizing that like this maybe wasn't the journey for me. So I was already kind of questioning my decision even more so now. Of the, the ring. For the, yeah. Gotcha. For the purity okay. ring. So, and I, but I still wore it right. religiously. It was, right. it was literally a diamond ring. Yeah. That I was wearing since I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, with this boy, um, he invited me to his apartment mm-hmm. and I went over and like, he was my first kiss officially. Wow. So th- that was kind of me, quote unquote, rebelling from <laughs> my purity <laughs> Yeah. So I just wanted to see, cause I hadn't experienced anything with a boy since that boyfriend in high school yeah so I was like let me test the waters let me see how I feel now yeah and I liked it I was like okay I was like I don't know who I am right now but whatever wait like test the waters what did y'all do nothing just kissed yeah oh okay yeah but for me that was like super bold and yeah it felt crazy it felt brave to you like you didn't feel like you wanted to run away and throw up yeah (laughs) no I did a little bit okay but I pushed through it (laughs) that's natural yeah yeah so I mean and then I actually ended up staying the night at his apartment but we didn't do anything we literally just slept yeah and that was that and I but I respectful yes Um, but he was actually the first person I told that I had a purity ring mm-hmm. and that I literally made vows. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Was he good with it? Like, was he? Well, initially, yes. Okay. So he was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And like, he was very respectful. Like he wouldn't like, he was a little touchy, a little handsy. Yeah. But then once I said that he was kind of, he kind of backed off a little bit, which I respected. Yeah. Um, so that was like huge for me because I never told anybody right. that I was interested in that I made that vow. So fast forward, I really liked him, y'all. No. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like he is so cute. He's so nice. He goes to church. Yeah. I was like, okay, so he he gets it. He yeah. gets it. I've never been ghosted so fast <laughs> in my life. Oh my I'm god! I'm telling you, it's like it's, after he told, like after you told him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was, like, very friendly. He didn't do it and like, I mean, ghosting is not right either no. way. Yeah, but he was still very, like, friendly, very nice to me. And then, like, we just stopped kind of communicating. And then that was that. So I was like, okay, well. So to me, me telling him was what caused that to stop. Right. So right. I was like, Naturally. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, okay. That sucked. Yeah. I was like, that's sad. Yeah. And I would still see him all the time on campus, so it's like a constant reminder. Yeah. So, so in that moment, I think that's when I realized, like, is it even worth it having this? And this was more of, like, for selfish reasons now that I was thinking this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't truly deep down yet or try to reach deep down and see why I felt the way I was. It was just, like, surface level do I even want this now if it's just going to turn every guy away from me that now I become interested in? I'm like, like, am I going to ever feel accepted? Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. like, this just seems like a huge obstacle now that I have to navigate a whole nother thing. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, great. So that's when I started questioning it, but it was more of from the, more of the idea that I wasn't going to, no boys would be interested in me at this point. And I never thought that I'd be concerned about that until that moment. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking a lot. Yeah. I just want to. Okay, so you you were saying, like, how for selfish reasons, you're trying to rethink of, like, what, like, should I be doing this? Should I not? Mm-hmm. So where do you stand with it now? Because obviously, like, I know your story, and mm-hmm. I know especially your life story yeah. in the past seven months. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been on a few dates, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's never just that, like, that right guy. Yeah. And it's not because, like, you've told them what you decided it's just because like those guys were kind of like really not for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, definitely not the dates but um (laughs) but like where do you stand with it now I guess Mm -hmm. I want to start there and then I'll go into yeah so now I've done a lot of like self-discovery over my whole like why do I have why do I want this for me so now I'm kind of like it's not as high stakes for me I'm still a virgin Right. Never done anything. And it's not because I haven't wanted to or that I don't want to. It's just because, one, the opportunity really hasn't presented itself in that way for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, two, I still have the mindset that I don't want to put myself in a position where I might change my mind. And then I don't want that to seem like, oh, you're a tease. You're, you know, leading me on. And that's, like, not what I want to do. At all for anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm still in that zone, like to protect myself, because now it's like if I meet somebody who, you know, is like the one and I feel led to do that, to have sex with him, then I'm okay with making that decision saying, if I want to, yes, let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to wait for myself anymore for marriage. Now, if that, if I, don't wait for till marriage and I have sex before and then that relationship doesn't work I'm also okay with that because it's kind of like it is what it is like I don't want that to have such a strong hold on me anymore mm-hmm. like how it did when I was a teen yeah. yeah I mean I feel like I relate to you in the sense of like you're like I'm not just gonna have sex to have sex yeah. like I'm not just gonna kiss to kiss like yes. it's more so I'm looking for like a deeper connection a mm. deeper level and yeah. that's whenever I will decide to make that mm-hmm. decision yeah. it's not gonna be oh cause you're this you know good looking guy who mm-hmm. like just thinks he can come and sway me like yeah. oh yes I'll fall to my knees like yeah. you're like no that's not the kind of person I am nope. I'm definitely the type of person that's like you're going to have to be climbing up these walls mm-hmm. and really get to know me in yeah. order. Yeah, feel safe with. And I know yeah. we've never really touched on, like, specifically this um, subject about mm-hmm. sex, sex before marriage, mm-hmm. sex after marriage. Like, what do we believe in? Because mm-hmm. I know some of our listeners have asked me, well, it seems like y'all don't believe in um, sex after marriage or before. waiting mm-hmm. for marriage. Mm-hmm. And I want to mm-hmm. say, like, I wholeheartedly believe it. Mm-hmm. Have I done that? No. Like, for the people who have listened mm-hmm. to my story, y'all obviously know I did not wait. I wanted to. Like, I was just like you, Megan. Like, mm-hmm. we even had at our church, me and Chris's church, when we were in high school, they had, like, not a ceremony per se, mm-hmm. but literally a sermon mm-hmm. of, like, the sex talk, waiting till marriage. Mm-hmm. And we all, all the students had to sign on a certificate, like a will thing, like mm-hmm. a declaration that we wow. will wait till marriage. And, like, you had to have witnesses sign with you that, mm-hmm. like, they witnessed that. So we've been through something, like, high stakes like yes. that to where, like, like we were like forced into that decision but mm-hmm. not realizing the true 
like that true decision of like why we're making that. Yeah, you like, kind of did it because you, you had didn't. To. In, yeah, you didn't experience that decision for yourself with mm-hmm. God of like, oh, this is why I want to wait because of my experience with God, what I've mm-hmm. learned from God, and what I know about myself. Right. Now, I did want to wait. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that did not happen. Yeah, that's I had, okay. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I'll be honest. Like, whenever I did, you know, lose my virginity. My identity was so, and this is like for people too, Mm -hmm. my identity was so much in my virginity of, oh, I'm pure because I'm a virgin. Mm -hmm. And when I wasn't a virgin anymore, Mm -hmm. changed everything. it changed my whole identity. I felt gross. Mm -hmm. I felt bad. I did not feel like I was going to be accepted by my family or in in my inner world or by the Christian community. Like Mm -hmm. I kept it a secret from a long time. I kept it a secret from Krista. Mm -hmm. I kept it a secret from Jen. Like they didn't know for months. Wow. Yeah. Yes, because I felt so terrified, mm-hmm. and so and I felt like I am gross now. I'm mm-hmm. disgusting because I had sex. Yeah. And that's the thing with the purity culture of like, I think it has really great intentions, and I'm not mm-hmm. villainizing it, mm-hmm. but I will say it has been masked over and really um, fear-driven base mm-hmm. to get people into it so that they yeah. won't make that decision. Yeah. Now, this is just me because of my experience Mm -hmm. I do because of the past two years Mm -hmm. and the relationship that I was in and you know this Mm -hmm. our listeners know this because my body was violated so much and my heart and my trust was violated Mm -hmm. having giving my body to that person and what he did with that um, and how he did not honor it and value it and how he just doesn't honor and value it regardless Mm -hmm. I want the next time that I have sex to be with my husband Mm -hmm. because I know what it's like for a man not to honor it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the experience and the decision that I've come to myself because Mm -hmm. of the connection I have with my body now and with God. And that's my decision. And Mm -hmm. I made that decision on my own. And that's why it feels so powerful for Mm me. Now, like you said, if I don't, if I get into a relationship next time Mm -hmm. and we're together for a long time, which we definitely will be because there's no way. Yeah. I I am not rushing the next relationship (laughs) I'm in. And let's say we mess up. Mm. It won't feel as high stakes and I won't feel dirty anymore. Mm. And I'll get connected back to God. And like, I'll just go through my own journey with that. But I do want to wait because mm-hmm. I do ma- want to make that decision for myself because I know how important it is for me. Yeah. But that doesn't make me judge anybody who wants to have sex before marriage mm-hmm. or after. Yeah. Or after. Like, I think it's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But I do believe in it. But I'm also not going to judge or say, no, don't have sex before marriage because I've done that. I'm not yeah. going to be a hypocrite. Right. Does that all make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I feel like for me, whenever I was, like, Science, like my experience with the whole purity ring, mm-hmm. like because I had one too. Mm-hmm. I did sign a little thing yeah. saying, you know what, going wait till marriage, you know, and all that stuff. But for me, it wasn't because I wholeheartedly like believed in it and wanted mm-hmm. to do it. It was because oh, that like and similar to my story, like oh, that's what a good Christian does. Like, mm-hmm. Krista, you better do it right. because then you're not gonna be a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And like I know that I struggled with that because like whenever I didn't wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was still doing it. Like, I remember confiding in somebody. I can't remember who it was. It was somebody at the church. And they were basically like, well, Crystal, like, you don't, don't you feel guilty? Mm. And I'd be like, no. (laughs) 
Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, oh my God, well then, you know, maybe your connection with God isn't good because, like, wow. his conviction's not coming over you and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well then I just suck as a Christian or I'm like, I'm not connected to God really. Like, you know, so it was like a weird area for me. And yeah. so ultimately, like, around that time, like, I just kind of turned away from the church for a little mm-hmm. bit because I was like, okay, well, if me not waiting till marriage means that I'm a terrible Christian, then, like, you know, whatever, like, screw it. And I think, and like, that's the thing. We never really touched on this. And that's why I want to bring in our beliefs about it. Yeah. And, like, I believe in what the Bible says about yeah. sex and yeah. about marriage. I don't believe sex is disgusting at all. It actually yeah. isn't, like, right. at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's actually a very beautiful thing. God would prefer in the right context, mm-hmm. of course. And I believe Definitely. that he, like, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that just hasn't happened in our lives. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. and, um, although I wish I could take it back, but I just can't, <laughs> From some, you know, anyways. Um, but I just wanted to touch on that. Mm-hmm. And like, some people are going to get angry that we've said these things, but this is just our honest truth is from our honest experience. And that's what we're really touching on is like, we're not pure by what we do. Okay. We're not pure. Our whole identity, our whole value is not by what we do in our actions. That's what I'm trying to touch on. And Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be getting, we shouldn't come to a decision or try to make a decision Mm -hmm. or get people closer to to God by fear. Yeah. That's not what, you know, relationship with Jesus is like. It's through love, understanding, and compassion. Mm -hmm. And on this podcast, we speak on that. And then also we're very honest in the good, the bad, and the ugly parts. Mm -hmm. Because when we accept all of that, that's when we accept our full humanity. humanity, (laughs) And we can really step into our identity as a whole. Not by what we do, not by what we say, but just by who we are. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why we want to touch on that. But also... And you just express, like, what you decision. And it makes sense from you because, like, as a young child, you're doing, you're making decisions based on everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, really trying to figure out in your adult life, okay, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What makes Megan feel safe and accepted and what does she want to do? Yeah. And as it kind of developed as well, it was kind of like the older I got, the more I would think about like the possibility of having sex. And so it's like even just the thought of it and like picturing myself doing it, it was like instantly like a trauma response. Mm-hmm. So it's like. And, and that, that's normal for people. Yeah. We had Tiffany Bloom on here. That's normal for people who have been through the purity culture mm-hmm. in the way that you have. Mm-hmm. Like they have PTSD trauma responses. Yeah. 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 As if somebody were to feel like violated or like sexually assaulted. Yeah. They experience that. Yep. And it's like for me to make the decision, like if I decide I want to, great. If I decide I want to wait, great. That's like huge because when I started first, I read an article where basically someone said the same thing that you just said about how when you finally had sex, you felt. Like, your, your identity was ripped away yeah. from you. Or you feel disgusting. You yes. feel gross. Yeah, and, like, bad. this – I tried to find the article. and But this – I remember vividly this woman was, like, writing in her blog talking about – I waited until marriage, you know. Um, and the night of her wedding, she had sex with her husband. And, like, she thought it was going to be this beautiful thing and, like, all these things. But afterwards, she just felt disgusting Yeah, because of – like what everyone tells you to keep you it was all fear driven Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean you 
you were taught that it's such a bad thing for so long. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, the day I get married, that automatically my brain's well, going to switch. Yeah. Like, no. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, remember now it's beautiful. Like, no, yeah. I've been taught that it's ter- a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. For years you've been yes. taught that. Yeah, and it I read that ingrained. article, and it's like, okay, I see me going down that road. Right. I was like, at the rate I'm going now, I was like, that's going to be me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I kind of start. I started shifting my views a little bit just to avoid that kind of situation for myself so and also I remember I went to a doctor's appointment my mom went with me and she was like oh wow one of your levels is like super high and like you're gonna be very like fertile and I was like okay and my mom's like she's like the doctor says oh well you got to be careful are you sexually active and I was like I'm not yeah, look at this. <laughs> look at this. And um, my mom was like, oh, yeah, we had, like, a whole – and she was, like, just went in. We had a whole ceremony for her, and it was – she said vows. And the doctor, she's like, oh, that's beautiful. And she looked at me. She said, it's okay if you don't do that, though. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And that was the first time anyone ever said that to me. And you're like, yeah. are you sure? And I was like, my mom's yeah. here. I was like, you can't yeah. see. My mom's right there. So I was kind of like – it was weird for me, but at the same time, it was kind of, like, awakening because it's like mm-hmm. – it just kind of pressure off. Yeah, it was confirmation because by that point I was already kind of mm-hmm. thinking that, and she said that, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I'll be okay." Yeah, I know yeah. this might sound crazy to some people, but like God draws near to people who still have sex. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like he 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 will literally tell someone like, yeah. "Hey, I I still love you if you're gonna continue to do this. Like I still love you, and yeah. I'm still gonna accept you and be here with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like love like." changes so many things but it also just allows people to feel accepted right yeah like oh i'm i'm loved not based on what i do or what i can do for you but Mm -hmm. i'm just loved and accepted just where i'm at yeah like you don't have to earn god's love and god would say that exact same thing so Mm -hmm. i'm sure that was god like speaking through her yeah like it's okay Mm -hmm. um no matter what like yes like god believes in waiting till marriage but Mm -hmm. he still loves you Um, Ooh, this is, there's so much nuance to this, Um, (laughs) but um, if we could just normalize, like if people could just normalize how to have the sex talk Mm -hmm. or just to be honest with their children, I mean, maybe that's something that um, people could start doing. Like we even talk about that in the feminine series in the Mm -hmm. third episode, we literally go through a puberty and sex talk Mm -hmm. in the feminine series because I know I didn't get that and that was really healing for me. Yeah. But I want to do something with you, Megan, mm-hmm. if you are up for it. Okay. I'm if down. you feel safe and <laughs> okay. comfortable. Yes. <laughs> do you feel safe enough to, like, go back to that memory as adult you? Which one? Yeah, oh, which the one? first. Yeah, you're right. The what started um, it all? Well, I want to do what's safe for you. Okay. So you get to choose. <laughs> Um, the ceremony one mm-hmm. or the violation one? Let's do the ceremony one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, okay, put your hand on your heart and close your eyes. This might make me emotional, guys. Okay. Here we go. You're safe. I want you to know that you are safe here in this closet. Yeah. <laughs> in our closet. podcast in closet. Walls. <laughs> this is where I've had my most intimate encounters. Yes. So yeah. this is a safe space. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So I just want you to, okay, just, I want you to keep breathing. Breathe in and out. Take deep breaths. Breathe out. Okay. And I, do you see it? Like, what, what's the first memory that comes up to mind in the, cer- in the ceremony or in the bathroom? Like, what, what's the first thing you're picturing? 
Um, I'm picturing my mom mm-hmm. and um, just her face after I told her I didn't want to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, what are you, what, what are, what are, what is your face mm-hmm. like when you see your mom's face? Like what are, what is your body language and how? Um, just frozen, okay. just terrified. I wish I could have left, ran away, um, but mm-hmm. I stayed there because I could see, you know, how proud she was and how excited she was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to, do you want your mom to stay in this memory or do you want to remove your mom real quick? We can remove her. Okay. Let's remove your mom real quick and let's just picture that Megan who's crying Mm -hmm. and putting on that dress where she feels forced to, where she doesn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. What is she doing right now in this memory when nobody is around? Hyping myself up. (laughs) Okay. Talking myself up. Okay. Um, What are you saying? um, I'm saying this is okay. This is fine. Um, I wanted this in a weird Mm way. Um, you know, this is probably for the best. Um, yeah. Is it adult you that's hyping yourself up or is this Mm -hmm. still the little 15 year old that's crying that doesn't want to do this? This is little 15 year old me trying to hyping yourself up. Yeah. Trying to get you to do what you don't want to do. Okay. Um, okay. Can you... Okay, can I just, do you feel safe with anybody? Can somebody else come into this memory? Do you have someone safe that you feel with? Um, yeah. Okay, who? Um, let me think, maybe my sister-in-law. Okay. Okay, I want you to feel, I want you to picture your sister-in-law coming in to that bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I picturing seeing Megan little 15 year old Megan Mm -hmm. crying saying that she doesn't want to do this Mm -hmm. okay and what do you picture Brie doing I like how you knew it was Brie (laughs) (laughs) um just what she does I just picture her being there for me listening to um what I'm really feeling um just just listening just being there, um, expressing to me how she knows that this isn't what I want to do. Um, and if I decide to do it, then that's okay. But, um, I'm not tied to anything Mm. if I decide to go through with it. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Is she holding you? Is she? Yeah. She's holding me, holding my hands because I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you're shaking. Are you still mm-hmm. crying? Like, what? how are you feeling whenever she tells you that? Um, more calm. Mm-hmm. More, um, more, more stable mm-hmm. in a way. Um, ready to put on a brave face mm-hmm. and do what I have to do. Okay okay do you feel safe um to picture jesus coming in yeah okay 
Tell me when you see him. I see him. Okay. What is he doing? He's smiling at me. Mm. Is he far from you? Is he close to you? He's right there. Okay. Is he holding you? Is he holding your hand? What 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 is he doing? Um Yeah, he's holding my hands. Okay. Is he speaking to you at all? No. He's okay. just um just looking at me and similar to how my mom was. Mm. Just proud, um but more um more proud about how um how I was starting to have my own kind of thoughts about what I wanted and what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Are you having those thoughts now? Like more of your thoughts coming up to where like, oh, this is, I'm starting to feel like what I want to do. Is that coming when those safe people are right next to you? Yeah. Okay. What are those thoughts? Just even though this isn't how I may have planned, um, I, if I decide that I want to, um, change my journey, um, this isn't who I am. This doesn't define Mm me. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I decide to do this, I'll do it with my all, but Mm -hmm. I know that if I may sway, God's going to be there. He'll be there to navigate me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And now does adult Megan, 25-year-old Megan, feel comfortable, or does 15-year-old Megan feel Mm -hmm. comfortable with 25-year-old Megan coming into this memory? Yeah. Okay. Do you feel comfortable? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me when you see yourself. I see myself. Okay. Where are you? Um, I am holding myself. Okay. I just want you to sit there and just hold 15-year-old Megan. Just for a moment. What does that look like? Are you holding her in your arms? Are you swaying her? Um, I'm holding her, kind of rocking her. Mm-hmm. Um, kissing her on the head. Do you want to say anything to 15-year-old Megan? I just want to say it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this journey is going to be very important for who you are and your story. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll be okay. I'll mm-hmm. be there every step. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't an end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. Um you even though it may seem not seem like it you have people that are there for you um that you can confide in that will be there along the way and you'll just you'll be okay okay i want you to keep holding little megan Mm -hmm. and then do you mind if i speak over some things yeah speak over y'all Megan, I just want you to know that you are safe and accepted right here. 
I am so sorry that you have felt so overwhelmed in this moment. I'm so sorry that so much anxiety, so much emotion, so much um, scarcity has come into play. But I want you to know that you can feel all those emotions and that you can still be safe. You're safe right here. But I also want you to know that if you do not want to make this decision, even now as a 25-year-old, you are still accepted. You are still loved. You don't have to do anything that you do not want to do. You can say no. I give you permission to say no. I want you to know that you are loved. Okay, and I want you to start repeating me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say heart. Heart. You are loved. You are loved. You are worthy enough. You are worthy enough. To say no. To say no. Heart. Heart. You are worthy enough to say yes. You are worthy enough to say yes. You have so much value. You have so much value. You have so much worth. You have so much worth. That doesn't come from. That doesn't come from. Being a virgin or not. Being a virgin or not. Being pure or not. Being pure or not. (laughs) Virgin wise. (laughs) You're still pure. You're still pure. In whatever decision you make. In whatever decision you make. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That I never gave you the space. That I never gave you the space. To say no. To say no. I'm so... I didn't know. I didn't know. That I could say no. That I could say no. But heart. But heart. I'm going to start giving you space now. I'm going to start giving you space now. I will walk with you. I will walk with you. I will be here with you. I will be here with you. I will not abandon you. I will not abandon you. And I'm going to go on a journey. And I'm going to go on a journey. Of discovering. Of discovering. What you need. What you need. And getting our needs met. And getting our needs met. Whether that is by saying no. Whether that's by saying no. Making, creating boundaries. Creating boundaries. Or saying yes. Or saying yes. Is there anything else you want to say to little Megan or your heart? No. How are you feeling? I feel really good. Okay. <laughs> that <was> beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I love that reminder that your identity is so much more than whether yeah. you've had sex or not. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be such a huge identity marker in women. Like, yeah. that shouldn't yeah, no. be such a high-stakes thing like it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I have so much more to offer than whether I've had sex or not. Exactly. To whether my vagina has... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to paint a picture here. <laughs> no, but I do want to say, like, like, you're actually the first one I've led someone into that, so that's a little weird. That's good. But in a good way. Yeah. Like... But um, I want to say that I was like closing my eyes with you. Yeah, like same. I was, in, I was like in that with you. Yeah. I want to say like I think what you did, like you're kind of like a natural at being with yourself mm-hmm. and really comforting yourself. Mm-hmm. And I would just like if any if that memory keeps popping up mm-hmm. or if it comes up, which I feel like you we've opened a door, so mm-hmm. it might sometimes, yeah. and that's completely normal. Mm-hmm. 
So when that um, memory comes up or maybe that really unsafe memory of that mm-hmm. boy yeah. who did not know what he was doing at yeah. all. no. I want you to know that you can be with yourself and feel safe that this, okay, like this is hurting, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't have to hurt me anymore. Like right. I'm still safe. And yeah. you can get healing and breakthrough through that. Mm-hmm. But you're really good at um, self-compassion and... Like, even when you said, I'm holding her and rocking her and kissing her, like, Mm -hmm. I think Will Megan really needed that Mm -hmm. skin-to-skin contact, that love-to-love, because, I mean, it's scientific whenever we hold a little child or Mm -hmm. a baby, and it's skin-to-skin, and it's mouth-to, like, Mm -hmm. kissing their forehead, like, their oxytocin, is that what it's called? What's your thing? Serotonin? Serotonin. (laughs) Serotonin. She has a... Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, the serotonin is just like their brain goes mm-hmm. off in signals, and yeah. it's just spreading love and, and safety released. throughout your mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really, really good, and I'm really, really proud of you, and thank you for, you know, opening that space up to do that. Yeah. I think that was very brave of you to come on here and do that. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel, like, kind of cleansed Yeah. in a weird way. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. I'm so proud of you. Is there anything you want to say? I mean, I just think it's very courageous. Like, I know you mentioned earlier how there's some things that you've never told anybody. Mm -hmm. And so to come here and feel safe enough and Mm -hmm. do that, like, yeah, I applaud you for that. Thank you. Yeah, we're honored. Yeah, we are. Thank you. (laughs) It's important. And I know that this is a safe, safe place for me to do that. So good. and I guarantee you're not yeah. the only one who feels. Oh that no, way. no, no! I, I'm sure so many girls have had that experience. I mean, I can remember thinking back where I got a random surprise picture. But like, I'm not like my um, PTSD. Um, st- wait, what is it? Fight, fight, fight or flight, fight or flight, <laughs> and then there's also freeze. fawn and freeze. So yeah. it's the uh-huh. four Fs. Yeah. I'm a fight. So I'll literally go after you with my words. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I'm a phraser too. Yeah, that's I'm freezing with you. But like I will become the like aggression of like, how dare you do that? And then like, because my anger protects me. Yeah. yeah. And then like later on, like 10 minutes later, I'll go and cry in a closet. Right, right. <laughs> like that's just how I am. So yeah. I'm sure like lots of girls have had similar experiences, maybe not the exact same. Yeah. And like you coming on here maybe made them feel like, wow, I'm not alone in this. Right. I don't feel so uniquely alone in my story, so that means I can heal, Yeah. yeah. you know? So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, let's not do fear-driven um, theology no. of purity. And we know, girl, Megan ain't wearing that ring no more. Uh-uh. <laughs> she ain't got that ring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm so proud of you, so. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I love that at the end there, you were just reassuring Megan, like, you can say yes, you can mm-hmm. say no, and you need to connect to your heart's needs and yeah. do what Megan needs mm-hmm. because you have to connect to you and yeah. help yourself out mm-hmm. first before mm-hmm. you can truly, like, genuinely overflow and help mm-hmm. other people. Because yeah. I know that just continuing to people please and mm-hmm. give everybody else what they want, like, it feels really empty mm-hmm. inside because you're not meeting your needs mm-hmm. so there's no fulfillment exactly yeah. and you're like starting <clears throat> like yeah. you're, you're kind of really starting to realize like oh this is where this is coming from like you're mm-hmm. really starting that yeah. healing journey yeah. and like that was like the first was that the first time we ever did an encounter like that 
Yes. Okay. So, like, <laughs> it, it makes sense, like, all this mm. is good. I think for your first encounter, that's incredible. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> and you're so vivid. You're so vivid. Yeah. That's so good. I wasn't as vivid in my first encounter. Um. So, yeah, I, some things will start coming up to your realization, and you'll get epiphanies like, oh, mm-hmm. that's why. That makes so much. And whenever yeah. you start realizing, and I, I would encourage you to go back just whenever you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back to that encounter and just be like um, that with that guy mm-hmm. and forget like don't even like picture the man part mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> literally <laughs> don't picture the man part picture just you mm-hmm. like get rid of the phone yeah and um, just say to her like hey I'm not angry with you mm-hmm. You know, like, really making mm-hmm. self-compassion come there. Like, yeah. don't, like, shame, don't self-hatred mm-hmm. because yes. we've talked about it. That creates yeah. a cycle. That creates yes. different manifestations. So maybe, like, next, like, going on that journey of, like, hey, I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because you didn't know. Nobody ever told you. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, going on that journey. And then also I, I want to, like, encourage you to be, like, Maybe you tell yourself every day, every morning, and you look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, Megan, today you have permission to say no or yes. Mm -hmm. Megan, you have permission to say no. If you don't want to do something, say no. Yeah. It's just like being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. And that's perfect because we work together. So I'll hold you accountable. Yeah, I know it. She'll like have a a handheld mirror. Megan. Like I taught. Right? Like I told Krista, like whenever we started being friends and Uh I saw some people taking advantage of her, I'm like, Krista, say no. Yeah. Like just say no. Which is, I mean, it's a struggle for people like us. Yeah, definitely. Saying no was never like an option in our heads. Like it was like, yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then if you say yes and you you wanted to say no, you Mm -hmm. can change your mind. I will say, since knowing you, you have definitely helped with that because there There was a time, like total side note, where I had said yes to committing to doing something babysitting on a weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to do it. I'm dreading it. And she goes, just say no. Yeah. I was like, but I already said yes. And she said, Megan, you have the authority over your life to say no. <laughs> Sounds like Alexa's thing yeah. to say. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're right. And in that instant, I whipped out my phone and was like, hey, I'm no longer available. Let's try to do this another time. Yeah. And I felt so good after. I was yeah. like, good, is good. this what it feels like to have boundaries? and to?" Yeah. So yeah. thank you for that because that's of been. Of course. Oh. Yeah. Somebody felt that yeah. way. <laughs> See, we all have the power to just say no. Yeah. Purity culture. Say, say no. no. I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> just don't be, like, fear-driven into a decision that you make. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Do the yes. research. Figure out what yeah. works for you. Exactly. Because yeah. it may change. Yeah. We're not saying have sex before marriage, yeah. okay? Like, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> like, but just really, like, think about the decisions that you make yeah. and, like, you just have the permission to say no, or you have the permission to say yes if you want to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh my goodness, we love you so much. Yes, Aww, thank, thank you, you so much. Chris is getting hot in this closet. So <laughs> I cannot wait to show you how much I'm sweating. <laughs> so we're going to sign off. Megan, is there anything that you want to say to people who have similar stories that you would want to say one last minute thing? Chris is <laughs> no, just that, you know, like you're not alone. There's plenty of resources as well if you want to figure out a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I encourage you to do that. Um, But figure out what your heart 
needs, what you want. Um, pray about it if you choose to do so. Mm-hmm. And pray for God to show you his heart for you in that, regarding that. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's yeah, perfect. That's good. Beautiful. So that doesn't mean go on a sex rampage. No. <laughs> I mean, if that... Do you, but you know, yeah, no judgment here, but no judgment. that's not what we're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, guys, we love y'all so much. Have a great morning, day, mm-hmm. night, drive, yes. work, day, whatever. And thank you for being for allowing us to be a part of your day. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. And thank you, Megan, for coming on here. We love you so much. I love you. I adore you. I'm I a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> big fan, big fan, big fan. All right, bye. bye. bye.